Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Episode 7 of Semantic Air, the Korean BL drama series. In this episode, Chu Sung-woo is finally coming to grips with the fact that he really does like Young, but he doesn't know what to do about it because it freaks him out. And so... At the beginning of this episode, Young takes Chu Sangwoo to the restaurant that he works at, and they have a drink. And as they're having a drink, um, Chu Sangwoo doesn't handle alcohol very well, I don't think. And he says, you know, it's good that you're good looking, Young. And Young says, oh, am I good looking, Chu Sangwoo? And he says, yes, you're very good looking. That's That's one thing that's that's positive about you, but it's also hard because you can basically get away with a lot more because you're good looking. And so it's at this point that Young, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of hennying my hair and it keeps dripping. So I'm using Kleenex. It's like, okay, there we go. Why not do a podcast while you're hennying hair? But anyway, so yeah, it's like, I don't know. I discovered henna about two years ago. And when I was 16, I went gray with my hair. It was really weird. It's like not all of it, but quite a bit of it. And I was like, oh, there's a way not to have to look that way when you're youngerish. So anyway, I was like, I'm going to henna it so that I don't look the way I have since I was 16 with that. I mean, people are like, you look young, but your hair is older looking. I'm like, I know. I don't know why it did that. But anyway, moving on. So Young says, I'm good looking and you like me. And then he, he bends over and he says, I, I will, I'm giving you warning, Chu Sung Woo, that I'm going to kiss you in one minute. And he starts counting now because he knows that Chu Sung Woo said that he likes to be warned before something occurs. And I, we never find out exactly why he is that way. I think if we knew Chung Sung Woo's backstory, it would probably explain a heck of a lot concerning why he acts the way he acts because he is not acting like a normal person would. So anyway, as Young is counting down, Chu Sang Wu just reaches over, grabs Young by the collar, and kisses him firmly on the face. And Young is kind of taken aback by this, and then just kisses Chu Sang Wu back, and at the end of it, I'm reminded of Pat and Pran on the rooftop, which everyone thinks is such a romantic scene, but I think is really kind of emblematic of their relationship as a whole at that point, because Young is, like, so happy that Chu Sung Woo kissed him, and Chu Sung Woo is like, oh god, what did I just do? I didn't mean to swear on this podcast, but what I mean is he's like, I just did something that I, I really wanted to do, but all hell could break loose now. And so... Chu Sangwoo then proceeds to get ready to just run. And Young grabs him by the hand and says, Chu Sangwoo, why are you running? This isn't something that's, you know, like earth-shadowingly wrong or anything. We just kissed. And it wouldn't be terrible if we just started dating, you know. And Chu Sangwoo then just bolts. And Young follows after him and catches up with him in an alley and Puts him against a wall. Now, I will say full caveat here for those of you who listened to my previous podcast on cherry blossoms after winter. 
I do not feel this is the same kind of thing as happened in that show when Tsung put Hobom against the wall because this was not a violent thing. The only reason that Heyoung put Chu Sang-woo against the wall was I think he really was worried that in his panic he's going to do something stupid and he wants him to calm down. It's not like he's being like, I'm going to be angry at you and push you against a wall. So anyway, Heyoung puts him against the wall and then he grabs his hand and says, Chu Sang-woo, it's okay for you to feel emotion at time. You can let yourself feel emotion. Like, what do you feel right now? Does your heart beat when you're around me? What are you feeling? And Chu Sung-woo says, of course my heart beats when I'm around you or I would be dead. And and Young is getting really exasperated. He's like, what I mean is, do you, do you like me? Of course your heart beats around me. I'm fully aware of that. But what I mean is, do you feel that you care about me in that way? And Chu Sang-woo is just panicking. And he says, I know we're doing the game, but this is not about the game. This is about you and I. And why don't you just think about this? You don't have to answer right now. You don't have to give me an off-the-cuff reply. But what if we had a trial relationship, like a program? You try it out for two weeks, see if you like it. If you do, then you can reevaluate and maybe consider something else. If you don't, then you can walk off no harm, no foul. And Chu Sang-woo and him then basically disband. And then Chu Sang-woo goes to Heyoung's workshop where Heyoung's friend who's a girl and a programmer is sitting on the couch. And when, when Heyoung is out of the room, Chu Sang-woo says, can you tell me about Heyoung's previous romantic relationships? And she looks at him and goes, why do you want to know about Heyoung's previous romantic relationships? And she says, well, I want to make the best decision possible. And she's like, I didn't really even know you guys were a thing, but I can tell you about his relationships. And she says, well, Heyoung has dated a handful of people. He's always dated people who are older than him. Um, he usually has good taste. He dated a flight attendant once. He dated a senior who I would have dated if I wasn't dating someone else at the time. But... It didn't work out with any of them because, well, it was young, and we all know that um, sometimes he's not the most considerate chap in the world. But the fact that he likes you is, is showing progress, and, and people do change. I mean, he, she's like, you know, even the fact that he likes you, Chu Sang-woo, is, is emblematic that maybe his previous decisions aren't what you should base any forward relationships on because maybe he has decided to change. And she said, you know, I would recommend that you don't judge him entirely based on his past relationships and whether they've been positive or negative. She then leaves and goes and um, she meets Young in the hall and he's like, what have you done? She said, why don't you just go talk to him? You know, maybe, maybe this will work out. And then later on in the episode, at night, they're in the campus park, or I don't know, walking area, whatever you want to call it, and Chu Sang-woo says, Hyung, what would, what would the two-week trial look like? And he's, and Hyung's like, well, we would, we would hold hands, I would give you hugs, and we would, we would kiss, but we've already done that, so we're not doing that now, but I'm going to hold your hand, I'm going to hug you for a minute, and that was a trial, that was a sneak peek, so what do you think of the, what do you think, do you, do you think you want to, um, consider the trial? And 
So Hyung and Sangwoo, I think, are considering possibly dating. By the end of the episode, Sangwoo is, is marching up the campus and he's like, he's trying to figure out the best way to word, I really think I'd like to try this relationship with you. And he's using like all technical terms. So it's, it's really quite funny to me because it's like, he is such a little robot. I mean, in a very endearing way, but he really is such a little robot. And so he's marching out, getting ready to tell Young that he really wants to give this a try. When he walks in and Young has just got word from Dex, a gaming company out of France, that they want to hire him to come work for him. And so he doesn't get to tell Young that he wants to date him because he's sitting there going, how can I possibly tell Young I want to date him when he's just got this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity from Dex that I don't want to be the one to break up. I'm not going to have him ever look at me and go, I could have worked for Dex if it hadn't been for the fact I decided to date you. And so you have all that rushing through Chu Sangwoo's brain at the end of this episode. I think this episode was very interesting. In some ways, I think it was it was kind of cool to see how Bad Buddy, the Thai series, has kind of made other BL drama series from other countries not not completely change at all, but morph and shift. Because I think with Semantic Air, more than other series is, you don't really have, I'm going to have a discussion on this in a podcast that's coming up when I talk about plus and minus episode, I think it's four or five, when we find out, big spoiler alert, that um, Jin Yuzin and Shi Li from Beloved in House apparently are featured in that movie because they're breaking up because they can't handle being married, so they're getting a divorce, which I really can't imagine Shin Yuzin or Shaylee breaking up and getting a divorce. I mean, I can totally, when they walked into the divorce hall, I started laughing, which I'm sure was not the um, not the thing that, that most people did when that happened. But I was sitting there going, the boys, do we have to just, you know, go have them ha- sort out their problems? Because this is so ridiculous. I don't mean it where it was. I was just sitting there going... I can totally see Shelee and Jen Eugene say they're going, we're going to get a divorce. But then, you know, on the way to the divorce hall going, we can't do that. We like each other too much. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I know this isn't probably going to end with them in a burned down relationship. But I'm just sitting there. I don't know. It just struck my funny bone because I'm going, Shelee and Jen Eugene just need to go have a talk and discuss this like reasonable adults because, yeah. But anyway. In Plus and Minus Episode 4, there was a scene where Shili and Jin Yuzin are talking to the lawyers. And they're both upset because the one wants to be basically number one in the relationship. And the other wants to have them be number two. Not not in a sexual connotation way, people. I'm not talking about anything regarding that. I'm just saying in like, I am the head person in this relationship and you are the second head person. And they were both fighting for the head person in the relationship, which is why they were breaking up. I find it interesting because I'm sitting there going, there is no such thing as a head person in a relationship, nor really should there be a head person in a relationship. You both equally care about one another, or you should, and you both equally are part of that relationship. I think that's one reason why when Bad Buddy came out, it's really one of the 
the first productions I have seen of any genre, whether you're talking about rom-com, BL, regular drama, whatever, it really is one of the first productions I've ever seen where you had two parties who decided to be in a romantic relationship who really were on equal footing. They both cared about each other like crazy. They both were willing to make what do you call it? accommodation for one another and their possible weaknesses. Like for, for Pran, his ability to understand that Pat might do something that's gregarious and completely off the wall or want to post pictures on Instagram of Pat's pin or Pran's pins because he likes him so much. And in the similarly way, Pat will sit there and go, I totally get that Pran is internally panicking, and so I'm going to do what I can to alleviate that panic. If that means we go off for a honeymoon on the beach and leave our parents to sort out their problems they've had for 20 years, which really don't matter, then that's what we're going to do. But I think that that series really helped to show how people can be in a relationship on equal footing. It's like I was watching that show here this past week with one of my friends, and they're about 15 years old. And they were sitting there and we went, you know, Anna, this show is different than any I've really seen because they both are crazy about each other, but they both are, you know, considering each other as as they would consider themselves. I mean, yeah, that's why I like it. It has nothing to do with it being a BL or a BL rom-com. It has everything to do with how the couple faces both one another and how they face the world. Similarly, I think the only other production I've seen that's like that would be the Taiwanese production called We Best Love, which if you haven't seen that, peeps, get off this podcast right now. Go to Tencent or WeTV Video and binge watch Fighting Mr. Second and return our, what is it? No, it's, um, oh, the first one is not Fighting Mr. Second. Yeah, it is Fighting Mr. Second and then Return of the Runner-Up. You have to go see those. So anyway, but I think that the thing I like about both those series is, is no one is sitting there going, I am the top dog, or I am the one in charge in this relationship, hear me roar, which, uh, I mean, we're in 2022, it's, it's a little, um, it's a little archaic to say the least. I think that's, that's one reason that I, I personally, it's like, I'm happy being single because I don't want to be in a relationship that would be one that someone would think they're somehow better because we're a couple and therefore they are the dominant person. Like, I don't really believe either party should be dominant. I think that's one thing I was talking to a friend recently and they were like, you know, if, if you were in a relationship, Anna, you could have someone help you with your upcoming move. And I'm like, if I were in a relationship, so-and-so, I would still pay someone to help me with my upcoming move because I'm not going to have my significant other who I would deeply care about lug boxes of books for me because they happen to care about me because I wouldn't ask someone I care about to do that because that's not that's not part of our relationship. Now, if they felt compelled when I was away to lift a box or, you know, vacuum the floor, that would be fine. But it's not like I'm sitting there going, oh, darling, please go (laughs) pick up a box. I really, I can't imagine me saying, oh, darling, will you just haul this 25 to 30 kilograms of books (laughs) 
down the hall. No, that that wouldn't happen. So anyway, I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm happy being single. And I certainly wouldn't ask someone to do something like that because I just don't feel that's 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 not me. So anyway, but um, I think the the point I'm trying to make is I think it's interesting in Semantic Air that neither character really thinks the other is better than them. They look at each other as equals, which I think this is other than, I would say, To My Stars, the only other Korean BL drama I can think of, where both characters consider each other equal. Now, I think both characters also saw that, like, when it came to the one's fear of glass breaking, the other would come up and go, I've gotcha. Or when it came to the other trying to keep all his emotions inside, the other would say, it's okay to let those emotions go sometimes. But it wasn't like they considered the other party weaker in those moments. It was like they considered that the other party had to work through that and that they were there to help them work through that. And I think that's what I like about Semantic Air is you have two people who they are not considering like, I'm the top dog and you're not the top dog. They are considering that we are both on equal footing. We are both in this relationship and this is what it's like. Now, at this point in the series, we don't know if they're going to get a relationship. I think if it were up to Chu Sang Wu, at this point, he's sitting there going, I don't want to cost Young his one chance to work at Dex and have him looking at me with regrets here later in life because he, he decided to stick with me and he didn't get to go to Dex. Which in some ways, I think, makes him, how is this, is even more of a reason for him to be with Young Because I think that the fact that he's willing to not be with Young because he's worried it could cost Young his job at Dex is precisely the reason that he should be with Young Because he will always be sitting there going, I want to have Young's best interests at heart. This isn't just about me. And this isn't just about me and Young. This is about how our lives will play out. And I think the fact that you have Chu Sang Wu, who, let's face it, at this point he's still very young. He's in his early 20s, looking out for someone who he isn't even in a relationship with at this point, speaks very, very highly of Chu Sang Wu. I think at the end of this episode, I was like, you know, I really came to like Chu Sang Wu even more as the story progressed than I did originally. Because, I mean, no offense, I've always had a soft spot for robotic humanoids ever since a child and like Spock and Data. But my my thing with Chu Sang Wu is he's even more likable because he's sitting there going, I care about this person. Because I care about them, I may not be able to be with them. And I think that's kind of an interesting twist because a lot of people think that if you if you care about someone, if you love them, then you know you should definitely be with them. But sometimes that's not always the case because sometimes being with that person might not be mutually beneficial. I mean, yes, it might be the best thing for both of you, but sometimes it may not. And so that balance of trying to decide what is best. Now, I do think, though, that when it comes to relationships, both parties should be in on that decision making because Chu Sang Wu shouldn't be the only one sitting there going, I'm going to say no to He Young simply because I don't want to cost him his job at Dex. I think instead he should be able to go to Chu Sang, to He Young and say, 
Hyung, I like you. I know you like me, but with the fact that you got this offer at Dex, I don't want to cost you that opportunity. What should we do? Because if you want to go to France, I want you to do that. Now, I don't know how to make a relationship intercontinentally work, but what do you think about this whole deal? I don't think you should ever make that relationship decision all by yourself because you're not really, even though you're trying to protect that person, you're making all the decisions without knowing their sides as variables, which is, we can't play God like that, if that makes sense. So I think, you know, I really admire Chu sang on one hand, but I also really hate that he's trying to handle this all on his own. But when I think about it, I think that that's how he's approached life and probably had to approach life his entire time so far. So it's not like I'm blaming him for his behaviors, but I'm simply looking at it as a viewer going, totally get it, but there's always a third way. And with that, check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car and that's uppercase o and uppercase c and it's o-n-n-a-c-a-r-r the last four to verify are one one four three thank you so much for listening talk to you soon bye